Welcome to the Refuge Weekly Podcast. We are a church in and for the city of Orange in Southern California. The heart of Refuge OC is to introduce and reintroduce people to a clearer vision of God. To learn more about us and how you can get involved, please visit us at refugeoc.com. And now, here is our latest message. A few weeks ago, I had a conversation with someone over coffee. And I'm always interested. I don't know how you do conversations around coffee. If you've met someone for the first time, I have about four standard questions that I ask people, such as, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? What's your family like? And then what's your God story? I'm always interested in those kinds of things, because if you tell me where you're from and where you grew up, I get to know you better. If you tell me what your family is like and what's your God story, then we start getting into the deep places of life. One of these conversations I had got deep, and then I asked, what's your God story? And I was told the only reason I began to know anything about God was because my mom drugged me to church. And I was like, oh, that's a fun story. Tell me more. So today, on Mother's Day, I want to invite my friend Michael Ruiz to the stage, and he is going to help unpack that quick statement that we had over coffee, because he has been impacted by his mom greatly. But would you give it up for Michael this morning? Michael has been a member of the church at this location long before Refuge even showed up. He was a part of the Grove Community Church before Refuge moved in in January 2020. So, Michael, I'm super grateful that you would say yes to sharing some mom stories, how your mom's impacted your life, your faith, and even giving you a glimpse of God. So would you share with the crowd? Absolutely. Appreciate it, Brenton. Um, By the way, I just want to make clear, we did sit for coffee. I told him my story, and I said, listen, man, I know ministry is difficult. We'll take out the trash. Uh, He knows I said that. Next thing I know, you you want to share So whoever took out the trash today, I got you next week, okay? Um, But no, I I appreciate the opportunity. And it is true, my mom, and sometimes literally, would take my brother and I to church. Um, And she grew up, and I'll tell a little bit more about um, her upbringing, but I think she grew up more Methodist, and then we went Pentecostal with a little bit of Assemblies of God sort of mixed in, right? We all can kind of relate to some of those, some of those things, but one thing I realize is Jesus is our theology, right? I kind of imagine that, you know, when we make it, you know, we kind of will see, wait, you guys made it in? You guys made it in too? Wait, are there some Catholics over there? <laughs> because what did Jesus say? No one can come to the Father but through me, right? So sometimes we get hung up on that theology stuff. But yeah, it's true. Um, I just want to just start off by saying that, um, you know, the conversation with Brenton was was really important for me because I was able to share the real me, the actual me, not the me where you'll see me here with my family and everything looks shiny and the car may or may not be clean, but we have a car and, oh, everything's going great. But the real me where I could say, hey, I'm going through this, this area of my life is awesome, this one I'm still waiting on, this one's in process, this one I kind of gave up on for now, the real me, the one that's an earthen vessel, but inside the earthen vessel is an all-powerful God. And then I'm just trying to make sure that there's no cracks in the vessel so it doesn't leak out, that me. So I really appreciated that, and um, 
we would do anything to help the church in the ministry. Um, but yeah, I just want to recognize, my mom's back here. See the white-haired lady? I just want to... Sorry, the, uh, I know if you kind of hear me talk to my mom, it sounds irreverent, kind of. And it sort of is, but um, it's love, and she knows that we, we learn to laugh through life. Um, and then my wife, I can't, I have to, she's been a mom for 10 years now. Could you stand up too? I got to recognize it. Yeah. I th my theory is this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that, m that Mother's Day is really most enjoyed by grandmothers, really, because it's then where grandmothers can say, okay, now you really understand, don't you? Right? And then they don't have to deal with all the kids' stuff, because today my wife, I mean, she went to Walmart to pick up groceries. There's laundry going. And, I mean, the motherhood thing just continues. It just keeps on and on. But what I really want to share um, today is that I believe God has partnered with mothers since the very beginning, since Eve, right? There's been this partnership that every human being that has come in this world was inside the womb of a mother for nine to ten months. Now, that's some deep stuff right there. And I want to actually, sorry, I have my notes here. I didn't want to trust my phone because I got to deal with lock screens and I may accidentally hit my ESPN app. And we don't want that. But um, I wanted to uh, share with you, um, and, and I'll share a few scriptures here, but I'm not going to get deep into the context, but uh, David wrote a scripture, Psalm 139, and this was actually later in his life. He was a man of war. He had victory. He had blood on his hands. In fact, as we heard recently, because of that, God wouldn't allow him to build the temple, right? But here's a man, and he says this, a revelation. For you created me, you created my innermost parts, you wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you because I am awesomely and wonderfully made. My bones or form were not hidden from you. You, when I was made in secret and skillfully formed in the depths of the earth, your eyes have seen my formless substance and in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. So here, here David is saying in this revelation of God, even then, this thing, this miracle we call childbirth, you knew me then. And really, even before, the, before then, we were known by God. I remember once uh, my daughter, she's 10 now, maybe five years ago, we have a routine for bed. You guys know this routine, right? It's the same every night. And why are pajamas such a surprise? Every night. But we're laying there, and she says, well, Daddy, where, where did I come from? And, you know, there, there gets to be an age where, like, the stork no longer 
the stork is weird anyway, right? The truth is better than the stork. But we, anyways, uh, well, you came from mommy's belly. She said, no, no, I know that. But before that, and I was like, whoa. So I tried my best to explain what this is saying. God knew. God formed. God planned. I don't know what it looked like. It was some kind of stuff, substance that God was in charge of and, and had mastery over. And then when me and your mom were ready, he said, okay, you go to them. And so this partnership that God has with moms is so deep. And guys, we don't get it really, do we? We don't understand. We know the science, and we were there with the sonogram, and we saw it, but we don't really know. And by the way, my, when my wife gave birth, she's like, are you excited to be in the delivery room? I said, no way. I don't want to be in there. I'm not trained as a doctor. I'm not used to seeing this stuff. I was there. I can't unsee it now. But, but move, and, and I, always, I always elbow my wife when a movie kind of romanticizes this whole thing. There's nothing really romantic about childbirth. I'm sorry, is there young folks? You guys were good? It's, it, it's messy and it's scary. I mean, we're talking, about, we're talking about a living human being coming close to the point of death to give birth to another human being. That's what we're talking about. So there's no way a man could understand the bond that a mom has with their child, no matter what. There's some deep intuition and destiny sort of in that DNA of a mom, right? You've seen a mom kind of get upset that mama bear. Have, have some of you turned into a mama bear? You, you're, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. You, you will cut someone. You will use your high heel if necessary. But that, that instinct and destiny is branded forever on your soul and in that child's soul. And then the joy, I mean, the, the pain and the struggle and the mess and the concern. You know, I remember my son was born, and there was like... He was in ICU. My wife was in ICU. And, and yet, and yet, my wife, not long after that, when are we going to have another one? I said, wait, wait, remember you almost died? Remember our son was in question? But yet because of that joy, the joy of having that child, Moms just forget and say, hey, let's give this another go. We said no to that, by the way. We, we have our two. We're good. There's another verse I want to go, and then I'll, I'll start bragging about my mom a little bit, which means I got to tell you about my life a little bit. Um, but it's kind of interesting because this next verse I want to share is regarding um, the birth of Jesus. We read it every year, Luke chapter 2. 
and there's all this going on. First of all, Mary, you know, I'm thinking like what, what happened to her, she was in danger of becoming a single mom, okay, basically. So what happened to her, she was an unsung hero. She became the mom of our God, which is, it's hard to understand it, but that's what happened. She, there was a census. She, they went to where they had to go. They had to find a place with all the animals. Jesus were, was born. Uh, shepherd, or angels appeared to shepherds. The shepherds came to proclaim you know, this great news. And then there's a verse, Luke chapter 2, verse 19. And it's, very, it's a very, it, we gloss over this, I think, every year. It says, but Mary treasured all these things in her heart. So there's that bond. So all these things are happening and, and, and she gives birth, and then she's treasuring all these things. So I often wonder, and we don't know this. This is just my imagination. I wonder what it was like for her to experience all this and then to treasure what had happened as Jesus grows up as a child. We don't know. We don't know what games were played really at that time among children. Did they race as kids? Did he win every time? Did he become injured and needed to be nursed back to health? Was he sort of uh, needing some guidance by Mary because the mom, she treasured his destiny? So was she there to guide with a word or, or by protecting, you know, certain influences? You know, you know moms, you know, they're like, you know, who, who are your friends? What are they saying? Are you hearing this at school? You know, that type of thing. So it's just something that I, as I begin to ponder this, begin to wonder, like, Jesus did experience the love of a mom. Jesus was nurtured and influenced by a mom. She was there when he was on the cross. She saw her son Murdered, gruesomely, the heart of the mom. And so um, th this, this Mother's Day, it's just a joy to be here. So I want to I talk about my mom. Her name's Ruth. I call her Baby Ruth. Candy bar. Um, and, you know, I want to tell you a couple stories, and this will give you an insight. I'm going to give you the Lifetime Channel version. Okay, there's an HBO version. Okay, I won't go there today. Um, and she knows this well. But um, the first story is when I was maybe about five, and as kids do, I wanted to sleep in my mom and dad's bed. So I'm coming down the hallway, and you know how hallways can be. They make some noise. And I could hear my dad, go back to bed. So I would scurry back. So I realized that, well, I can't sleep in the bed, so I'm going to do the next best thing. I'm going to wiggle under the bed. And I fell asleep under the bed. So the next thing I heard was frantic, right? My mom yelling my name, looking for me, seeking me. And my dad, logical, you know, we're logical, right, guys? No one just disappears. The doors are locked. You know, my mom outside screaming my name. 
And so I wake up and I'm partly like scared, but partly kind of like enjoying. <laughs> like, wait, wait, they're, they sound upset, but they're looking for me, you know? And so finally I come out and my mom just embraces me and grateful and crying. And my dad just did one of these. By the way, ladies, we, we get just as scared, and our heart sinks just the same. We just show it differently. It often looks like just shaking our head, but then we walk away, and we're like, thank you, God. You know. And so there is this element of seeking, and that's kind of the first mom lesson I want to bring out, this, this seeking, not only after God, but God after us, Right? It's like this perpetual hide and seek, and not that it's a God of like, he's making sport of us, but it's his God of, of saying, you know, seek me while I may be found. It gave me permission, and I'll get into another story right now, but it gave me a permission to really go after God with my whole heart and to be sought by God because that has to occur too. You know, one thing I realized, and I do have some ministry experience, and it's possible to come to church and to come to the altar and bow down, but in our heart, we're still standing up. So the seeking part, the seeking element, let's fast forward. And, and during this time, this is the time where my mom was like, it's time to go to church. And, you know, um, she would make sure we got ready and drag us there. Fast forward to my teenage years when I miraculously became the smartest person on earth. It was amazing. One day I wasn't, and the next day it's like, I know everything. And um, the, any parents understand what I'm saying? Teenagers? Yeah. Laura's like, yeah, I got you. I started hanging around um, not the greatest influences, not blaming them. I chose. And so as a result, I just out and about, living fast. And so one day, my mom was so worried, so grief-stricken. Remember, that's bond forever, no matter what. She literally got in her car, started driving around. She didn't know where I was. Right? This, it doesn't make sense, right? She's driving around seeking me. Finally, she comes to one of my buddy's house. And uh, we played sports together, knocked on the door. I'm so sorry, I'm looking for my son. And so my buddy's mom, she, she didn't play around, right? Like, you better call and find him right now. He, you know, this lady loves her son. So I'm at my friend's house. I'm waking up. Hey, Michael, you know, you need to call your mom. I, I get a phone call. You need to call your mom. I call my mom, and she just, are you alive? all she wanted to know and so this this seeking element right this no matter what this idea that I've sent up like 10,000 prayers against all odds to save my life that's an amazing that's an amazing thing 
Yes, it was my mom, but it was also God through my mom. And then it was my mom through God to display this power, this impossibility, this anything is possible. That's why spiritually speaking, if you talk to me, I talk a lot about this spiritual warfare thing, right? Coming from the darkness into the light. And thanks to my mom. Sorry about that, by the way, mom. And interestingly, when it was time to sort of, I was in my younger 20s, where I said, I better make a change. I knew exactly where to go, that church, where my mom was faithfully, where her mom was, rest in peace, grandma, that's grandma with two M's, there's no P. There's no uh, D there. Um, And she was the least surprised person. That faith that she had to pray, to believe, to fight for me. She could write a book. Near-death experiences where God said, you will not die today. Believing certain things where God says, I have your destiny in my hand. I will define what happens to you. I am the all-powerful God. No harm will come to you. And that was God through my mom. And so now I understand. I have two kids. I stay up late. I pray, I ask questions. Where did you hear this? Is this, where's this idea coming from? Inquiring. You know, in that Psalm that I started with, David starts out like, you know, you know when I rise, you know when I lay down. You scrutinize my path. You know the word on my mouth before I even say it. And how many moms can understand that? It's almost like David was describing moms kind of right there. Right? How many moms understand? When, when you look at your kid and you can see just the facial expression, and you're like, oh, I already know what he's about to say. Or there's this certain glance where you're like, I already know what they're about to do. I'm going to let them do it. And then I'll intervene at the right time. Or moms, you allow your child to act like they're smarter than you. You're like, okay, I'll give you that one. You got me. But you're already three steps ahead. This motherhood thing is a deep mystery. I I can't explain why she would go to such lengths. But then I realized God had a plan. God's plan will never fall. His word will never be fruitless. This amazing God. I remember um, my son, he, my kids asked me some crazy questions. 
he went through that thing where he became more aware of time, right? So he realized, oh, wait, time, there's limits to it. So he began this process where, well, when I'm this age, how old will you be? When I'm this age, how old will you be? You know? And finally we got to, I was hanging in there. I was hanging in there. Well, we get to like 90, and I'm like, ooh, I got to be real. So I used the word if, if I'm still around, and he started to cry. But I said, you know what? It, this is just temporary anyways. This life, it's like a passing shadow. It, it's, it's so fleeting that it, it's, almost, it's, it's, it's almost comical how fast it goes. And I realized that, oh, I let him know, hey, I'll, I'll be on the other side waiting. And then I realized my mom will be waiting for me. And then I realized her mom will be waiting for her. And so this legacy, and that's really what this is about. This motherhood thing is like a legacy. See, we think we know. We guys don't really know. Okay, because what, what happens is we're, we're so, we want to protect and, and provide, and, 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 and we love just the same. Don't get me wrong. But we don't really know that bond you have. And so at this point, I want to call up my mom. And um, don't fall down the stairs, though. Told you it was a little irreverent, guys. Actually, um, let's have you come up here because um, see now you're on TV. <laughs> see that? Big headache. <laughs> you want to hear more stories? <laughs> no. <laughs> you want to sit or are you okay? No, I'm okay. You okay? I'm okay. Okay. I want to read you something. It might. Oh, God. I might cry. We'll, we'll see. Uh, dear Mom, uh -oh. thank you for pursuing me against all odds. It taught me that God isn't afraid to take risks. Thank you for the thousands of meals you prepared to keep me alive. Even the liver and onions, the liver and onions that yeah. you tried to pass off as regular steak. I did. It smelled weird, but I ate it. You did. Yeah. My brother would not. No, he would not. He's like, he drew, he drew the line at the smell. Thank you for the tens of thousands of prayers that seemed unanswered. They actually turned things upside down to grab my attention. I experienced God's power, and now I access it to cover my children. Thank you for the thousands, hundreds of thousands of hugs. Even though I pulled away, from many of them, I needed them. They healed me. Thank you for being joyful in the storm. That taught me to trust 
and to confront my Goliath when he began to mock the one true God. Thank you for carrying the torch for all those years. I have it now firmly in my hand. P.S. Take that devil. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. I love you. Uh, now I'm going to, did I cut off? Okay. Now I'm going to ask my mom just to uh, pray a prayer of blessing over moms today um, of all ages. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Right. I have one story to tell. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a Saturday night, he was getting ready to go out. And some of his friends, mm, no. So I said, don't forget, in the morning we have a class at 8 o'clock. We're studying the book of Revelations at the church. That was scary. <laughs> so he says, yes, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. And as he's ironing his shirt and cologne and I don't know what else, he's getting ready. He says, don't forget, 8 o'clock. So in the morning, quarter to eight, I tell him, you need to get ready. We're going. So I knew he was hurting. I knew it. But I didn't care. I sat in the car honking the horn, me and my other son. He came out with that same shirt. It was all wrinkled. He looked like a mess. So he said, got in the car and he looked at me and he said, God doesn't care what I wear. And then I says, but you're not sitting next to God. You're sitting next to mom. Go change that shirt. So he went in and changed his shirt, came out, it was July. He came out wearing a sweater. He didn't have a, a press shirt. Oh my God, I didn't care. I took him anyway, but it's true. I did drag him to church. As they got older, when they were little, it was easier. When they got to teenage years, it was a hassle, but I still save a seat for my other son, but he wasn't out of control like this one, so. God was there, always. Amen. Amen. Thank you, oh, Mom. I have this uh, prayer book for mothers that I kept by my nightstand all the time. And I'm going to read you a, a prayer from it. She said she was too nervous to share. Now she's grabbing the <laughs> microphone. From okay. Father, you have blessed me with the precious gifts of children and family. May my life reflect your love for our children. Know you and your unconditional love. Guide my thoughts and actions each day that I am dependent on your spirit to guide me with wisdom. Help me to be the mother you wish me to be. Amen. Thanks, Mama. Good? Yes, yes ma'am. Thank you, Ruth. <clears throat> Thank you, Michael. Yeah, so good. Such a fun way to consider Mother's Day, but also to consider the heart of the Father, who's constantly in pursuit, who's constantly honking the horn, who's constantly trying to draw out the best from us, and constantly trying to find us. So I don't know where your stage of life is right now with your own mother, or perhaps even your own kids, but know that the Father is at work that he is always at work around us, making his kingdom come. And may even 
story of Michael and Ruth and Michael's wife, Letty, um, give you hope for today and tomorrow and all the tomorrows that follow. So I'm going to pray. Our worship team is going to come, and we're going to worship with one final song, and we will finish this day together. Lord, thank you for the stories that have already been told that have probably um, drawn a lot of stories and moments from, from our own lives, moments when we have uh, not given the respect where it's due, where we have uh, mouthed off to those in authority over us, be they parents or guardians or anything, moments where we have noticed how, uh, how we think we know it all. And then we come in contact with you, and you remind us that our seat, whether we choose to sit in it or not, is always available at the table you have prepared. That you work miraculous and wonderful ways through people, left and right. And today our focus is on moms. Thank you for the ways that you have brought about everybody in this place, in this building, even watching online, you have brought us here through a mom. And may today we also realize that you are continuing to call us into relationship with you in the ways that we might already have in place with our own mother. But even if it's not, may we draw closer to you so that you can make up the difference of the things that we, we, we lack and we miss. You are the one we want to pursue, God. Not because we want to just get the fast track ticket to heaven, but we want to pursue you so that we can see this world become exactly what you hoped it would be. One filled with love and justice and righteousness and truth. And we want to pursue that together as a community. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. We believe in community and would love to connect with you. If you have any questions or would like to speak to a pastor, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at RefugeChurchOC. We hope to see you again soon.